Boom. This should be our least awkward one yet. So I'm going to call it Playlist Inc. All right, so you're going with the worst name. Wait, 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 wait. I thought we had a Hey Brother Presents Playlist Inc. Yes, that was like... Hey Brother Presents um, Playlist Inc. Season (laughs) 2. This one's um, this one's Hey Brother in the Flesh Presents because Alan's here and he's not across the, the pond, as they say. We should comfort all our listeners who were concerned that maybe Playlist Inc. was gone for good. It almost sounds like you're saying playlisting, and then you're like you're saying it in a weird way, like play, playlisting, like 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 you have a like you have a speech impediment, like which I'm pro speech impediment. Maybe that's Eastern it looks, European. It looks cool. <laughs> it looks cool when you write it down, though. Playlist Inc. Season Two in the Flesh miniseries featuring Alan Hale in the Flesh. Hey, wait, I had one. Wait, this, is, that the, part's a little this redundant. is the In the Flesh project, <laughs> which re- you know, which is a sub category of. Some people don't even think that In the Flesh is really Playlist Inc. canon. (laughs) But I would argue (laughs) that it's... (laughs) It's confusing at first, you know, so... It's a different sound. And some people think that that Alan should be cutting in and out in order for it to be an authentic episode. Well, we're we're trying to kind of siphon off some of the the other internet searchers who might be, you know, uh, searching for other types of content. I I had another one, though, before. Another name? Playlist stink. Playlist stink. <laughs> in <That's>, the flesh. <laughs> in the flesh. <laughs> All right, so with Alan back, or with Alan with us in in the proverbial flesh, we decided that... Um, no, I think it's literal flesh. So Alan's going to pick this playlist theme. He's going to do the first ITF theme. <laughs> in- <laughs> ITF, uncensored, go now. <laughs> If you're listening to the unedited version of this podcast. In accordance with FCC rules and regulations, in the flesh. <laughs> All right, so are you going to tell us about the theme? You spent the whole drive yeah, yeah, to, yeah. to visit the studio. You know, it, it, it came to my mind this. fairly quickly, and so, you know, that must mean something. And let me get the, I forget, oh, pity party. Pity party. So maybe this is just me, but... You know, sometimes you're at home alone making a podcast or whatever, and you're like, you know, man, I suck, you know, (laughs) because of X, Y, Z, the evidence, you know, is overwhelming at times. But uh, anyway, but there's fortunately plenty of, you know, music to go to, you know, where you can, uh, you know, connect with someone else uh, who's, uh, you know, felt the same way. So that's the point here. I know, Lee, you know, some of this because, you know, I I don't really know, but I know from talking to you that girl troubles can make people feel pity on themselves. That's really not the angle we were going at because yeah, that no, just... Yeah, no, I, I, I scrubbed that out of my, my choices this week. This is more... The way I, I interpreted it, and I like to believe the correct way to interpret this, is um, when I'm feeling like sh- this is the music I would like to be listening to. That's not, not quite correct. right. <laughs> Would you like, are you looking for songs that make you feel like you suck more or it's, less? It's like just, it's a little bit of wallowing, you know, some self-loathing. Right. That's what you want to so, listen to when you're feeling terrible. Yeah, this isn't like, turn me around. You know, I don't want to see your Katy Perry on this playlist that says, look at me, I'm a winner. You know, get me out of the doldrums. This is living in the doldrums. 
what if I want to roar? I probably should. Really you know, I used pity party. I didn't think about it long enough. If I'd thought about it more, the proper title should have been doldrums. Doldrums. So we'll call this pity party. Paren, doldrums. I don't think that. Close I don't paren. think that. That's at all. That's not all in opposition to what I just said. That you like the. It's the music you want. You'd like to spend time with when you don't want to spend time we'll with. We'll just have to agree to disagree on this one. <laughs> All right, so um, my songs don't do that, so that's great. I did kind of lean into the party part of it too. The so. interesting, the party, the party. <laughs> there's some party. There's some party going on. <laughs> this is li- literally one of the last themes that you ever should have jumped right into the party aspect. You'll, you'll see what I'm talking about here in a second. Okay. Well, this is hopefully what I don't know about this playlist is if you are feeling good about yourself if listening to the playlist. Will make you feel better about yourself because you're not one of these. I just dips. I feel like when, there's sometimes like you're saying with wallowing. There's sometimes where you don't want a song to make you feel better. You want to make the song to match your mood. Right. Yeah. That's, yeah. What, that's, that's and that's you what, want uh, validation for your feelings. And it's artists that through their writing show you that they've been pretty miserable. That's usually where I go. Yeah. This is all pre-suicide stuff here. You know. <laughs> this is this is this is Elliot Smith. This is. Um, this actually, I didn't hey, choose any Elliot Smith songs. I was gonna say, you're, you're shredding on some. There's not very many party songs in the Elliot Smith catalog, but <laughs> that was definitely on my list. Yeah, yeah, be careful. No, my mine uh, intentionally steer clear of the true, you know, melancholy artists. Oh, I'm going deep, right, deep well. into the truth. Also, I'm have a little treat for our listeners. I'm going to be playing songs that have been released within the last two years. <laughs> which is kind of new uh, yeah. <laughs> and unexpected. Some of these artists are still making music, and yeah, you know that's what? an exciting thing for you if you find one you, you know like. You know what? Driving around in Los Angeles, K-Rock is playing the exact same music that they played when I was in high school. That's because younger people 90s. don't listen to the radio. I mean, I happen to know a thing or two about the FM waves. <laughs> 60-year-olds are paying my bills. That's all I'm saying. Not the millennials. Moving on. So are you going to start us off with the song to show us sure. what you, what you, how you interpreted your own theme? Sure. This actually does get sort of into the party sort of feel a little bit. I'll, I'll acquiesce here with Ryan. <laughs> Let's get some solidarity here. Uh, I went with Saves the Day, Freakish, which when I say party, I think it has to do with the music video. Uh it's Muppets, right? Isn't that the Muppets, Muppets music video? But they, they are puppets. Puppets. Puppets, but Muppets. Not Jim Henson endorsed. Jim Henson, Jim Henson, yeah, well, you know, things always get grander in your memory. It's been, <laughs> you know, 15 years since I saw that video, but... Should we listen to some of the sadness? Let's do it. Yeah, you know, here's a loser, right? That's the way I went with this. I went full. Does he say the word freakish in that song? I, I'm not really yeah. good at paying attention to <laughs> lyrics. But on top of what's it, what's freakish? Is he freakish? He's freakish. He's like, freakish. He's he, a can't, he can't talk to girls or whatever. Once again, I'll defer to you on that topic. But 
the awkward silences and stuff like that. I guess, uh, well, we've had a few of those on the <coughs> TFL. Had a few, we've had a few of those, like, in the last 10 seconds. ITF? Yeah. ITF. IT- ah. <laughs> <laughs> Dang it. This, um, one, this one's like a, uh, this is a genre-defined song, the defining song, that defining. It actually is the, I feel like everything that came after this was trying, because this is, this album specifically was the head of the the forefront, the knife's edge of the early two thousand stuff. What was part of that? Dashboard confessional. Dashboard confessional, yeah. Um Death Cab for Cutie. Brand new. Brand new. Yeah. Taking back Sunday. Yeah. Hot this, hot heat? That doesn't fit. Yeah. <laughs> this is a emo. Have we not said the word yet? I'm I, just gonna say it. <laughs> <laughs> It doesn't feel good, but it can't. Was emo ever like not derogatory thing? Did people try to own that? Uh, there's people that did. Like, well, the ones that never, the kids that didn't understand it, really, this did, really grabbed onto that. This took emo into a direction that I don't think really was emo. You know, emo is understood in a lot of different ways, but people call Jimmy World emo, and for some reason that bothers me. Right. You know, then all of these. How, you know, power pop and poppy punk bands talking, started getting swallowed up into this massive. But emo you're talking. But today, you're, you're talking about a band that literally was a punk band that stopped, that went acoustic, and started singing crybaby songs. And that's kind of like the, that's the stereotypical like route of an emo band, right? That's why Jimmy World doesn't fit into there. They sing songs about being happy, but that's like, kind of yeah. That. But isn't Radiohead really the godfather of emo? And well, how different is that than Chris Caraba? Yeah, I think, but that's the thing that the people that say emo think Chris Caraba. They don't think Radiohead because that's. This is it. just an emo episode. Yeah, it's going to be. Well, some Why of the stuff. Why don't you say that? Well, I've got Look, some, there's I've a got lot some of people other... out there that, quite frankly, don't know what emo is, you know? And a friend of mine asked it's me shame. if I get the chance <laughs> it's a real to shame. bring it up and say, where are the defining lines, you know? What prom- promise ring? No, who's the one person they always talk about? No, they talk about Jeremy Ennick as being yeah. the, the, the father of emo. Which I don't know. I like his newer stuff. I don't that's like all, stuff. And that's the thing. That's like the, those uh, those albums, the uh, Promise Ring albums that came out, in, or the Sunny Day Real Estate came out in like 1998. But even then, like like I mean, you had Radiohead doing that in the Jeremy Ennick. He's the Sunny Day Real Estate. Alan just held up a sign to us that said "Who?" Question mark. Well, this is. I mean, that's the connection. Well, that, that, but that's how far it, it really got. Really, like that's the thing that that whole. They call him the godfather of emo, and then... I thought it was the grandfather. The grandfather. The I thought, no, I thought it was the stepfather. I just don't want us Which to ones? be that podcast where we're just taking well, things for granted that the average listener, you know, isn't following. Um, granted, you know, you have to take you, into account they're listening at three times speed. If you can't, if you can't pick up that speed. reference, then shame on you. That's that's the best part about emo is that you can drop names that people don't know, and I think that a lot of, that was one of the ones that like people pointed to. Like this is the guys who were singing the songs that they that were being categorized as emo cared about this guy, but the people that were listening to it didn't care about that guy. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, I, think, I think that I'm learning that the special quality of the ITF episodes is that Alan is a stand-in for the listener, yeah. which is a noble <laughs> pursuit. Like, if no one's going to stand up for the listener, if I'm not going to, then no one will. I know that much. You know, and then this will go the way of the buffalo of all those podcasts that are too niche <laughs> and too... Uh, esoteric. Esoteric. That's the word. <laughs> all right. I have a song that's not emo at all, but it's dark. And this is from the band Low, which is a, a Mormon married couple 
from Minnesota. And no. yeah, Ryan met him when he was a missionary in, in Minnesota. ITF, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're one of my favorite bands of all time, and they have some real darkness. Let's let's listen. Let's listen to some of the darkness. This is the song "Always Trying to Work It Out." moody i like to think that it's because that they um this is a married couple that decides to uh showcase their struggles no yeah (laughs) (laughs) what's where's the pity here um i just feel like it just feels like true darkness it feels like this is somebody who is willing to write music from a place that most people try to hide and i respect that and so when I'm just feeling, when I'm feeling emo, I just feel, I feel safe with this them. This isn't an emo podcast. I know. And that wasn't an emo song. No. Agreed? No. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't, that's The fact that I knew this name, that counts against it in the emo rankings. Right. The other one, the other name, I didn't know it. And that really ups the emo score. <laughs> All right, well, um, I've, got, I've got one. I've got one here, so right. it's gonna. It, you won't be able to say either of those things about it, and it definitely wasn't an emo song, but this one comes back from my high school days, the '90s. Um, Billy Corgan, Smashing Pumpkins, Bullet with Butterfly Wings. Uh, so I have an experience with this, and I actually am wondering if I some talk, good emo. If I talked about this, 
I think that anybody who was playing emo in the in the 2000s, if they didn't have this on their playlists, they were not doing it right. But this is one of those. I, th- I feel like I've talked about it in this room, so I may have told this story before, in which that wouldn't be cool if I'm talking to him. But this song specifically hit me as a teenager. So this is what I was doing. I was in my room, and I was had the door closed, and I was sitting on like so standing between those two beds in the bedroom and i was standing in a way that i could kick both of the beds without hurting my foot on the like just the mattress part so i'd like sit there and i just kick it and i kick it again and then i had k-rock going and this song came out and i'm like this is it <laughs> this is what i'm feeling i slept in that bed yeah and i was kicking that bed so but it was like that was like the despite all my rage like that really like that spoke to me in a way that you know i never had a song like grab me in a moment like that one did and oh man that that was that was a good time surprised you didn't save this for the teenage angst theme <laughs> podcast but well, that was not t- idea <laughs> <laughs> that's a ryan solo but talk about talk right about the, the whole like pity party thing and i mean if there's anybody who's ever been uh pity uh, and pitied themselves more than billy corgan billy corgan i don't know that that person exists put the record straight I pity the fool. Was Billy Corgan on Small Wonder? Was he the chubby kid? I just heard somebody even arguing this the other day on a different podcast. Is that, is that a film? No, it's a, t- it's a, a sitcom. <clears throat> oh, no, it's the... The robot girl. Yeah, isn't... It's it's between him and Marilyn Isn't that Manson Googleable? That. So no, like, he, well, cause the people talk he about looks the like Billy Corgan, but kind of chubby, and he's young. Yeah, I wouldn't know, but I, I know that I have seen the videos. And the That's the type of diligence that I think is expected for song choices on this <laughs> podcast? Heavy, heavy vetting. I think that the, my only real memory of Smashing Pumpkins is that there was a No Doubt album where she was holding a kind of rotting fruit. Yeah. And I thought that those were smashed pumpkins. Oranges. <laughs> and I just thought, like, it'd make a lot of sense if this band was smashing pumpkins because it seems like she's smashing something. This is Welcome to the Tragic Kingdom. On behalf of the listeners, I think we could have had a little more info on the ready here <laughs> you have another one is i'm up again yeah <clears throat> all right night night riots time okay love this song this is one of my all-time faves That hook right there, that embodies pity party. You know, it's, I love that line. I'm no one's fault, you know? What does he, what does he mean by that? 
he's contagious. He's just this pariah, and no one's to blame but him, you know? Oh, I see. So in that way, part of your pity party is taking ownership of the pity? Oh, yeah, this guy just drinks it up. The song's called Contagious? Contagious. I've never heard that band before. So I was, this is true story. I was at a Mowgli's concert, and these guys came on the stage, and this was at the... Observatory, probably. No, nope, it was in L.A. Uh, Anyway, I don't want to say it wrong, but... um, Our listeners The the Troubadour. The Troubadour. The Troubadour. And uh, Night Riots came on, and you know, you ever have this experience? We had this with the format, back watching something corporate back in the day, where an opening band comes on, and they just like you know, command the attention of everyone there. And Night Riots was that. So um, anyway, after that, you know, I've been a big fan. That guy's got a good set of pipes there too. Have they cut on? Or are you kind of a, is this a small? Oh, no, they're, uh, well, it's hard for me to really, you know, gauge that. But certainly for how popular they seem to be now, it would be strange for them to be opening for the Mowgli's. I see. Yeah, I, I, that felt, I felt, I felt your sadness through that song. Yeah. There was a transference of sorts. Yeah, there's that, that weird sense of like, so when you're f- truly feeling pity, is that the moment that you've decided to push through it? Or is that the moment, I guess you did, you did, no, you no, no, this is pre-push. This is pre-push. That, that was a little bit more energy. <laughs> there was a more energy in that song. He's not but, pushing yet. He's yeah, just, he's, he's going deeper in. He's, he's driving it down. I guess, yeah. I guess he's, he's hitting rock bottom. He's despiting all his rage. He's still in the cage, right? Another true story. The other day, I just quoted those lyrics for Smashing Pumpkins to my kids, and they would not believe me that that was a real song. <laughs> and yet, Baby Shark. they love that one all right so this next one i don't know if you're going to agree this meets your criteria but i i like the occasional sad song that feels like a happy song but it's actually the lyrics there's there's this kind of this weird clash happening because sometimes i'm having a pity party when it doesn't make sense like i think i should be feeling cheery and i feel really odd and whenever i listen to the japanese house that's what I feel from her music. The song's called You Seem So Happy. I mean, that song, the lyrics, you seem so happy. It seems like it should be a happy song. This is not a happy song. It's a bouncy song. I like that because sometimes I feel like part of what drives me deeper into the pity is that people don't want to validate it or like it just seems like uh, they don't want to accept that that you are feeling that way right now. Bravo, Lee. That song. 
that song was Pity Party embodied, you know? Just when I think you couldn't get any dumber, you go and do something like this and completely redeem yourself. Have you heard, the, heard Japanese House? Yeah, here and there. I think you'd, but, like, I think you'd like the album. Yeah, oh, oh, it scratches me right where I itch. <laughs> <laughs> she's, like, she's like 20 or 21. The 1975 dude is her producer, or one of the guys. Oh, there so, you go. If you're into that. Everyone's got someone, you know? Everyone has someone. There's a, there's a pot for every tea cup to, to <laughs> pour <all>? into. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that was that was pretty good. Um, Ryan, you got something? I think so. Um, <clears throat> uh, you need to collect yourself really quick. Yeah, I just I was taken back by that. Uh, so Alan kind of reminded me of the format when we were taught. We'd seen them play, and one of the things you learned. Wait, could you please explain that that's the name of a band, not just the format, a term? Yeah. So everything has to fit into this certain box, and if it. They hung, the, they, they hung their hat a little right. too... They were too messagey. So, I think yeah. that was their downfall. Kind of, but yeah, Nate Roos and um, <clears throat> Sam Means and some, somebody else. I'm also, saying. where'd Nate go? I mean, Fun's been gone. Been yeah, out Fun's of the been picture. gone for, yeah. So, with, yeah, both of those... Uh, well, I guess he would not say... I wouldn't say both because Bleachers came from... Fun was still when there were people using punctuation and band names. Yeah, it was, and lowercase letters as... Brent, yeah. Um, so, Nate Roos... That's some insider format, stuff for you. Yeah. So this is a 2006 The listeners are trying to follow. (laughs) Continue. So just that, this idea of songs that maybe on the first listen, you know, you're, they're like, they're head boppers, toe tappers, that type of thing. But when you dig into it, you realize, uh, this guy's going through something. Um, the title track of Dog Problems. Wait, so you just copied my thing. You're just going to take it for yourself. Pretty much. But this, mostly because of the... Just because Alan was so validating to me, you want a little bit of that. Well, and he also... You want a slice of that? (laughs) I figured if you're gonna get if you're gonna see what's what's picking up. Oh, actually, yeah, I already said it. So. Oh, wait, no, okay, the format: dog problems. Yeah. Cause words like girls get bored and run say la vie I say I've got so many better things I've got nothing, you should see me I smoke myself to sleep and blame Postmodern things I can't relate Like summer camp in coastal states Like alcohol and coffee beans Dance floors and magazines I think it's safe to say I've only got myself to blame But boys and swooping haircuts Are bringing me down Taking pictures of themselves oh. um, So I like that the, the theme of this song uh, the, As the lyrics get a little darker The music gets a little bit happier or a little bit more intense a little bit more like this parade of whatever that's kind of reminds me of a parade because all the, the the horns but that's kind of the also did my my chemical romance ripped them off a little bit with welcome to the black black parade this was this was they were making parades cool before yeah. that's more insider stuff for you there <laughs> i did see they do have a live like they there's a, a dvd of them playing the song live and they have like a whole band in there it's it's pretty funny but it is like this whole orchestration it looks like a f- the most fun like recording of all time and it's them singing songs about 
you know, their dogs are sick and they can't leave the house because of it and things like that. Dog and problems so, is a genius name for a... Yeah. But it's, but it's that, you know, that, that wallowing self-pity. I think that if, you know, we're talking about emo and like the, the birth of, or, you know, like the, this could have spawned that same type of thing if pity had been a genre in a way that was like as, you know, definable as emo was. I think this is kind of one of, this would have been one of the, the premier albums for that. Well, this was a departure from the emo vibe that was still very emotional. Yeah, well, he's was, he was taking it, yeah, but it was like the same, he's seeing the same words that were in emo songs, but throwing happier music on. I think that's a thing that's... He's also more of a, yeah, he wasn't... He wasn't as... He's a more veiled. Yeah. I take it back, when we saw them first, they were opening for RX Bandits. Which was that same show. Was, and something corporate. Yeah, yep. So it was like... Yeah, you get a point for the brass section. You knew that that's a sweet <laughs> spot for me. Especially the clarinet. Don't quote me on that because I can only have such a good ear for the marching band instruments. But down, you do get discounted a bit for uh, really the suffering is the dog's suffering, only suffered vicariously and imputed indirectly to, you know, the main Actually, you know, the, the dog so. didn't have any problems. It was just him and the swooping haircuts. Wow. Oh, isn't it interesting about taking pictures of themselves? Because I feel like this is pre-smartphone days. This was this was like it was a uh, take at MySpace. I remember that was like specific. So this this is like actually literal yeah. like camera pictures of yourself. Yeah. This was the beginning of the end. Yeah. The swooping haircut still is that still relevant or is that is that that's a is that what do we get mad at those people as much? I guess I can't say right, that, that. Swooping haircuts aren't really a thing. Now. We've gone through a couple cycles of swooping haircuts since then, right? And there might be some, be some swoops out there. <clears throat> um, yeah, this was kind of a middle finger to record label as well, right? Yeah, I think that was the whole point of it. But it was like that that idea that yeah. were these guys drive through? I think that, that they was, got like a they got like a big yeah, think, record. It was like, so I think that they were they did do they did do a drive through album. Their first one was on drive through, and then they signed a big record deal, and then they kept on. So this whole the, the album, the pity that comes in this album is. That they walked away from a record deal, and so this is like a Taylor Swift sort of maybe problem, possibly. But then he also likes throwing it into all of the other, <coughs> the other things that, um, you know, just once you start, once you hit that, once you hit that spiral, everything fits in the spot. You know, everything comes down with it. So you may be upset about one thing, but then everything comes down with it. So the end, like the they talk about the, you know, giving the middle finger to the the. Because they want the the record label wanted. This to is the pop quiz. Sounds. You want uh, you want us to know the right name of the record label. No. No, we've already abandoned any hope of true, uh, you know, workmanship and uh, preparation for these things. So we're kind of we're living in the world of parable with this one. So the the record company in this parable represents society. Or maybe a spouse, which I wouldn't know much about, but you guys play on plenty. Um yeah, but no I, I feel like I feel like that's a, I feel like Nate's a, a very self pity guy enough. That Man, he's got a good voice, huh? That guy. He kind of has sold out since then. Funny enough, made made a lot of bucks. He's writing songs for people too. Yeah, that's one of his things. He's still going through something, that's for sure. I wonder if he and Pink really got along. You know, that was a good song. What Just give me song. a reason. Yeah. It's a powerful song. But it is it's it's, a great song. It's, it's an odd. It's an odd couple, though. It it's an odd couple, and that's probably the only Pink song I've ever had in a playlist. To be honest, you ever oh. you ever hear that though? When you um, when you hear somebody sing a song that was written by somebody who has a distinct style, when she sings that song, it's a she sings a she's singing a fun or a format song because you can hear it the way that he goes through his lyrics and how they build up into the 
Um, but it's it's uh, it, ch- it kind of changes her sound a little bit. It was uh, I thought that was good. I think that having a distinct enough style that you can transcend through different, completely different genre and a different voice completely, and still have your signature on it. I think that was pretty cool. Yeah, Pink. It always comes back to Pink. If I could sing with Pink, bucket list item right there. All right, what do you got, Al? All right, this was a late edition. <clears throat> this was, uh, you know, Lee, we try to be contemporary for you. We really do, you know? I don't think you need to be sometimes, because I... Sometimes with your limited window of the universe of art that is music, you know, it's it's just limiting myself in a way that just, honestly, it's a disservice to the listener for one. And so, once again... We travel back to the mid-90s. With, I mean, how much do you miss if you are stuck in the past? Well, no, no, no. That's You, you harness, uh, you block the bad, you harness the good. That's from Billy Matt, no, Happy Gilmore. Can you reference and a movie so that's had a similar theme the, in the last five the, years? Uh, the, um, Into the Spider-Verse? <laughs> <laughs> uh, some is, the, the new stuff is silver, but the old stuff is gold. I think that comes from the Girl Scouts. I think it's Winnie the Pooh. Oh, well, we can uh, <clears throat> research that later. But this is the hippos who, for uh, to get back to uh, record Wait, deal this, problems. Did you add this to the list? Yes, I did. How Far rec- behind. How recently? Oh, I see it. Never mind. It's on there. You know, record label problems must be what keeps the hippos library off of Spotify, which has really left them to wander in obscurity over the years. But it sounds like there's a resurgence with some hippos influences, you know, talking to the more you know, well, let's, in the let's, know. Let's, let's hear people, it and then we can, we can tell you why the hippos deserve to not be listened to. One Hey Brother side note there is, I remember Randall, our youngest brother, the most talented musician among the group, right? When he was a baby. Most talented instrumentalist. Instrumentalist. I'm, I might be the I'm, best well, musician, we just don't know yet because I haven't taught myself well, about instrument. Better to be leave your mouth closed and be thought a fool, you know? <laughs> but Randall, he would get upset and I'd get stuck babysitting the kid. And so I'd stick him in front of a stereo and blast this album. And it worked. 
This is my favorite ska band. Yeah, they're pretty good. There were sometimes where I feel like the, the the ska, the ska limb of the tree was just a little too shaky for me. It was a, little, a step too far. It was a lot of people without editors. Is it is it, is it price, he's, so this guy's like writing like huge hits now with other bands. Well, you that's what you guys tell me. Well, Ryan has pulled up here. Um, who's he written know. for? So recently, right now, he's he's the producer for uh, a Vampire Weekend. With Co-writer the, and producer. Yeah, oh, there you that, go. With the album that just came out. The, so does do you think his influence makes it a little less whiny? Um, it's still pretty whiny. I just wonder, like, what is it? What is it about him cutting his teeth on the hippos that makes him so adaptable? Well, here's, here's another song that he produced. Alan will like this and appreciate this, and it probably will win him over to another. But he produced "Hey There, Delilah." Oh, Ooh. you know what? I actually that was a closet liked song of mine, and it didn't make sense, right? Because the Plain White Tees went on to write that really sappy wannabe love ballad and just proved themselves to be lacking in a lot of areas and yet i clung to the delilah song right another true story is along this people do get sensitive about ska the first band i was in i got kicked out of because i said that chumbawamba was better than ska if you you may remember that you said that that was an event at one point i did say that and i was kind of really trying to drive a wedge in my own you know, cry for help sort of way, but I said it, and I was out. Also, you're saying one band was better than a whole genre? Well, yeah, so oh. that doesn't make sense. You have to kind of bend your mind a little bit to fit the illogic of... Did Chumbawamba sound as stupid as it does now then, or did it sound like... That it? was kind of, it's like stupid music was in, in the 90s. Yeah, so it, it, was, it was. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, what else... Uh, well, there's a there's a handful of things. I'm not going to waste the... Sugar Ray was dignified. <clears throat> well, it, Sugar Ray tiptoed into the stupid. They did. The Bare Naked Ladies came out around that time. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. 10,000 Maniacs. Uh, what was no, the that was pole, long before. Sitta, what we were talking about Harvey earlier. Danger. Yeah, yeah, Harvey Danger. That was, a, that was kind of a thing. Dumb dumb music. I mean, even think about that, that butter, uh, the Smashy Pumpkin song. I just played. That's a pretty dumb song. Smash Mouth. Smash. Oh, that's what I was trying to... Not Smash Sugar Ray, Mouth. Smash Mouth. Yeah. So, I like hippos. I don't know Maybe, if I feel the pity, but here I'll, I'll I want to tell you. I just I'm kind of impressed by the the bands that he's produced here. So Vampire Weekend we talked about Heim, which is that also really I mean use that connection. That's Pronounced like, Heim. Uh, Madonna. He's produced some Madonna songs. The band Madonna. Usher, Adele, Brandon Flowers solo stuff, Charlie XCX, uh, We Are Scientists, Kylie Minogue. Ooh. You too, Alex Clare, Major Laser. Like this guy's been. So this is a all thanks to '90s ska. A lot of these songs have been produced. We're living in them. Yeah, this is not. This is post This is not such this an uncommon world sort of path. Living in it. Hey, by the way, was that was that Keys? Wasn't that Ike Owens? I think so. Right, he was the man who had his fingers Every, on on anytime, all that stuff. Anytime you heard any ska that had a piano in it, it was Ike. Because is that R.I.P.? He's some of the, one of those guys died. I don't know. Back then, you know, for there was a period where ska was dominated by Bruce Lee and Ike Owens. Yeah, well, he's like Ike Owens is like this is this would be like the guy. So a lot of the the um, a lot of the bands back then didn't have yeah R.I.P. Ike Owens. Seriously? Yeah, October fourteenth, twenty fourteen, age thirty nine. That explains some things. Yeah. In memoriam. But uh, having the can we dedicate um, this episode so to him? Sure. Maybe so. 
Uh, but he's the guy, like, so a lot of these bands were a lot of kids that were just rich kids that had instruments and could play a power chord. But then they, if they had enough money, the Ike ones were coming there. Like, he's a big part of Real Big Fish. He's a big part of, um, well, the Hippos. He's a big part of. He was even on Other Cuts. Yeah. Now, you have to be legit <laughs> to know when I say Other Cuts. I bet if we, I bet cuts, if we dug into what those guys, like, this is another, like, Could you coming. explain? <laughs> but, but here's, but here's, let me, but he was also when uh, Jack White was doing his solo album. Uh, oh, one, he was in the all boy was, band. He was in the he was in the because yeah. he, he did not hit all female band and all all male the band. The buzzards and the and the peacocks, whatever that was. But yeah, so Ike Jack White's like, cool. Yeah, but this is, I mean, that's sad. Yeah, Long Beach. Well, on that note, <clears throat> well, let's at least give lip service to the honorable mentions. Have we gone through all of them, or we still have we still more? have two more? Oh, and then two, we, the, oh, and then oh, we're gonna award. Excuse me. Then we're gonna award the winner, which I, I think. <laughs> I, I think the I, listeners were ready to call it quits, but let's get to the last two. <laughs> I'm going to play a song you can, that you can pause this and bring it back in a couple months when you're when you're ready. I, to I'm, I'm going to play a song that you guys will both have no patience for. You'll hate this song. This is the artist Bunny Rabbit, no vowels, and the song is called "I Hate Love." So obviously pitiful lyrics, but the really pitiful thing about this artist is um there um this guy, he won't he won't tell anybody his name. He's he's he has this whole story about how he's not Bunny Rabbit, he's the biggest Bunny Rabbit fan. And that he found all these VHS tapes at a garage sale and they happen to be this guy's Bunny Rabbit's music videos he made and never released. And so he's like the only one that has this music, and so he's releasing it bit by bit. And it's just kind of like, it's like a little embarrassing, actually. You know, it's like just this gimmick. And um, what's more like pitiful than that, right? Like trying to, to sell a story that's not true to get a little bit of attention. I was just thinking this guy is a genius. <laughs> <laughs> I, did, I did find myself, maybe it was, it was just like two years ago when it came out, like this album. It's been a couple of years, right? He just did a few singles and he released a Halloween album that was like a little too Halloween-y. But if that's your thing. But I, I there was something about that that like was definitely interesting enough to keep playing it's what you gotta do yeah yeah, this song listening to it at times i loved it and times i hated it which makes it fit perfectly in a very particular playlist such as this so i'm i'm relieved frankly on behalf of the listeners because we were concerned that lee after that first song was going to totally disenfranchise the listeners through the course of this (laughs) podcast and it's it was you took some risks but 
you know, I think it worked out. It's inspiring. You're just dripping with empathy for this recording. This is what it's like to be in the flesh with Alan. He just cares. He cares too much. Well, we can read each other's facial cues, and I think a lot more is communicated, and I think you felt that as well. Read each other's sandwiches. (laughs) Um, Was that like a Disney joke? That is it. It's, uh, yeah, it was good. This didn't need to be mentioned. Just, it could have been just enjoyed by the one person. Who oh, yeah, the person who, you guys called out my sandwiches. writing, my writing of the word who to embarrass me in front of my people. So if you think you're getting any, going to get away with any frozen references. Frozen. That's it. Does, does Ryan, actually, that's a good segue into Ryan's last. Can you give me a tissue, actually? I'm getting a little choked up here. <laughs> Um, what do you have, Ryan? What's I wish, your last was, one? That, I wish that was a good saying. Um, when I was leaning into the party, the party element of which the, Alan loves that yeah, idea, by the way. So I was thinking, like, I just want to have a party because that's how um, I deal with pity. Um, I was trying to think of a band that 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 gave you can me play that. the Yo Gabba Gabba song, "Party in My Tummy." <laughs> that's, <laughs> that be, that's a good. I mean, that's probably the. Um, I'm gonna I think go, "Don't bite your friends" fits better with. <laughs> yeah. Theme. Well, anything that Broby was talking about, that yeah, had a lot of self pity. Broby has probably needs some help. Yeah. Um, man, I bet there's. We could have put some aquabats on here. Yeah. There's. Wait, but did you have one in your mind? Oh, I'm gonna throw a Queen of Apology on there. The sounds. songs you can play at like a at a pool party and it just keeps the party going but the one person who's listening to this song and like like use this as a a they know they're the queen and then they get there and they just uh you can tell who those people are because they're the ones that are still down in the middle of this you know rocking pool party that happens in my brain a lot so this song was so badass and then it got to the chorus and it's like Material Girl by Madonna. I think I, I the wait the, the beginning of it. What did it remind me of? Oh, is that a Taylor Swift song? Yeah, it is. Keep it to yourself. <laughs> wait, what am I thinking of? Trouble when you walked in. What song is that? That's on red. It's on on red. Mm-hmm. I knew you were trouble when you walked in. Um, trouble, uh, trouble, trouble. Is it just called trouble? I knew you were trouble. Is that 1985 or 89? No, it's on red. How well do you know your Taylor Swift? That song that. came out in 2014, 13. Just hear me out really quick. As though I haven't already listened to this song. Oh, Once I knew you were trouble. Is, that's what I just said. For some reason, that <laughs> reminded me of that <laughs> intro. We should have a little more overdrive Well, on they this. both have guitars, so there's that. <laughs> this, this song, this song, this, you got to keep playing the song. song, this, song. This, is, this is the best Taylor Swift song, isn't it? Do they have like a little bit of synth in this one? It has yeah, the drop. Yeah. It's got a little, yeah, a little bit of a drop. A glitchy drop. This is a good song. Every time you want to disrespect Taylor Swift, 
you know, she just does stuff like this, you know? I don't think she's doing this kind of stuff anymore, though. We were that new one with uh, the Panic at the Disco guy? Yeah, terrible. I just need to hear this drop. Oh, good. Oh. Wait, so this is a crazy. It's crazy because she's just she's playing little lip service to like her country roots with it, but just a touch, and then she goes all skrillex. Well, on then him. she has, but she has this like uh, 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 this this producer is a like a skrillex guy. So well, I think Taylor said it best. Trouble. Wait, wait, wait! Before we go, and yep, before you can, you the can winner play, is you can announced, play one more song. but we don't have the person to pick the winner. Uh, you can be that person because apparently we're both tr- vying for your approval with this. this episode. Okay, so well, first we got to give some lip service to the honorable mentions. Are they honorable mentions, or are they also rans, or are they the what ones other? We play? Yes. Um, in the flesh, we call them skin tags. Skin oh, tags. I <laughs> 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 oh, just rip those things right <laughs> off, you know. <laughs> okay, so. Um, I'm surprised that you guys didn't pick, especially Ryan here, uh, Basket Case by Green Day. Yeah. That was like, you know. What's you know? the graduation song that they, Time of Your Life or whatever? Yeah. Oh, yeah. A terrible song. Terrible. Yeah. It's only terrible because it's over. That was the original Hey There, Delilah. It's the worst song that I cry to. Let me put it that way. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> then I got uh, Beck, Loser. Yeah. That, that one that says, in Spanish and English, I'm a loser. Yeah. How that could not be at the top of the list? It is definitely was me. on everybody's list. I think it was maybe two on the nose, and we were going to let any somebody else yeah. pick it. I didn't expect you not to pick that. Is what I'm saying. It was on the list, and you didn't play it. Radiohead creep. Yeah, that one is, you know, That's disturbingly for- on point here. Yeah, I had a. I, I don't think a, he plays that song anymore. I think he's I don't done belong with creep. here. You know, I mean. So I had I had a whole bunch of brand new songs on here, but I figured, I think we oh, established. I was going to go. Well, we established new. in a previous episode. That you got me too, right? It's a little bit, a little bit. Uh, yeah, yeah, he did. Me, yeah. We talked about that on a podcast, yeah, right? Problematic. Yeah. I so you know that's another thing. So is, we didn't do any Ryan Adams either because that was right, a whole that was right. A, so and I'm still episode. trying to decide: is this a thing? Do we remove Ryan Adams and brand new from? The music I mean, library. You chose you chose the songs tonight. I guess if somebody had played Ryan Adams, I would have I would have walked out of the studio in protest, but we would have played it through. We would have definitely we, have, we would we have, have made like, a note of it on here f- to you know you allow you yeah. your virtue signaling. Yeah. We would have got given you the credit, so just I know would have that. walked out. I would have <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, what's Ryan gotta do to get it back, you know? Um, uh, well, who who who'd you rather who would you rather see back if you had to pick between the two of those guys? I know that's a dumb question. You know, Ryan Adams. Well, I would say Ryan Adams, even though Maybe I like they, Brand New better because Brand New that guy I forget his name. He just they just, he just seems so weird. You Maybe know? maybe they're supposed to come well, back. Think about together. that. Think about yeah. Think about just let me let me just play this one little moment of a song here. And Ooh, is this a? You already know. Are we running afoul of yeah, it's, it's PC? A, uh, uh, but there, there's the like the moment of this thing that we're trying to uh, try to identify with music. Are you about to play a Me Too artist on our no, air? That's what just, I was saying. Just the very first, you know, <laughs> not a not, see. 
<laughs> there goes Lee. Lee, uh, but that's has that's left, fine because now he has Lee's, left now, the building. Now Lee's gone. I can I can do this thing that uh, because this this moment is the exact moment of this. Pity you know this TV about. show, This Is Us, has not helped Ryan Adams. <laughs> no, Let me just say that. No, you gotta you gotta somehow figure a way to come out on top because you care that much more about Mandy Moore. After this is forty, he thought he was, you know, in the clear. Um, I just added it to the playlist, so if you want to do it, I'll, I'll let I'll, I'll let Lee decide right now. Now that now the sin is on his hands, if he wants to do this, but just the first, I did, the, I first did, the first ten seconds. And that's the listeners stand in judgment. The first ten seconds. Is I wash my hands. <laughs> oh, he's he's trying to put something there. Come on back in for the one. This now. this song literally made me wish I had been a professional baseball player just so I could put that as my walk-up music. Which is the, I think like, you say professional the, bassist so yeah. you can play that line. Well, Which yeah. I think I've, I've tried to do that too. But, but that's like the to embody, embody this idea of like I hate myself so much in ah, that's like true. a baseline. This would have fit on just that right. That's that. And that, this, that this song would have fit. Let's yeah. do a baseline episode. I was gonna put. <laughs> we could do that. That's I fine. was gonna put home on a Saturday night on here. Yeah. Who's that? Brand new. Yeah, that's it. Oh. That's but older. That, I mean, his whole thing. That's his whole thing. That's what's like. And he's talking about like that. And that, the whole idea that I'm so broken and all that stuff. And then it turns and out. And I'm that, so weird. Like, I'm that, so counterculture. And then counter it turns out culture. that he is exactly the things he says. That, that was so funny. I mean, that's And he's not like, funny, I was telling like, you all along. Yeah, the whole time. Creepy. Uh, it was me. The, the call was coming from inside the house. Wait, wait. He was the one who was doing the sexual assaulting in that song? Apparently. What we learned from him. Really I thought it's think. a woman in yeah. the song. I don't know what's going on. Really song. makes you think. But, man. He says, a lot of, this a lot is of, so messed well, up. The, 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 the thing that these guys, like, that, because that, I got, I this is, like, I don't want to go all into the Me Too thing, but it's like, man, I get so mad the idea that these guys don't understand, like, like these songs are bigger than just these guys and their stupid whatever, like, they, they hate life. There was a lot of emo bands, not that brand new is emo, but there was a lot of emo bands that had, like, some really weird, like, violent lyrics towards... Oh yeah, that that's it. Uh, talk about a misogynist yeah, like genre. That's I mean yeah, like Starting Line, which I always hated that band. Like they're uh, one of the worst culprits, I think. Which is why, like, um, and to go to kind of like bring that a little bit around a little bit. The, um, there's a lot of there's a lot of female vocalists right now who are singing songs that would really kind of fit really well in that genre back then. And I was I was listening to to Phoebe Bridgers talk about this, and she was actually bringing up it was it was an interview about the Ryan Adams thing, but she was talking about how being emotional as a singer songwriter is not something that you could do as a woman in the 2000 in like the 2000s. It was like that, that world, even though it was like this whole thing, everything was about a relationship. But like, you think about like Haley Williams from Paramore. She got, say that to the Indigo girls. And what about Paramore? But that's the thing. People ripped that girl apart and all she did was do the exact same thing that every other band was doing. Evanescence? Yeah, that is dripping with they, emotion. They got out. out they got in and tell out. Me, tell me one good review you've ever heard for any of those songs. You know, it's that thing. Tell remember, me one time you haven't I cried this. listening to so, My Immortal. Wait, 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 wait. So, okay, so wait. What are the parameters here? Because there have been plenty of um, wait. Who's going to tie this? Disgruntled. In this is getting pretty wild. Yeah, it's getting, getting buck wild. Yeah, I just. But that's the thing. Is that it got it got that crazy because there's the reality is that the guys that sing like this actually are kind of like if you don't Creepy get out guys. of if you don't get out of this if you don't get out of the self pity you end up like if you wall on it 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 destroys you that's the thing like the, you, I think you, you should take it. people seriously when they're singing about things I think that's the moral of the story yeah somebody yeah. needed somebody needed to like tell Ryan Adams that it's uh it's okay that a girl can sing a song too you know or to tell this guy like hey man maybe you should not be talking about fourteen year old anyway that's uh, that's a good way but yeah that's uh, we're Walking on thin ice here. 
But this does remind me, this is the first podcast since Echo Hawk, well-reputed artist Echo Hawk, released the song Safe. That's kind of a new arrival on the scene for the listener. Here's that song for us to kind of go out to. I think this is what it is. Let me, let me skip ahead here. It's pretty good production actually on that song. The kids love getting to grandma, you know? <laughs> Right. You know the hamster dance song is is mixed up pretty sweet. <laughs> Have you if you listen to that? Made a comeback. Oh, it's it's you know EDM. Right. I think that'll magic. do it. That'll do it for us. Check out Echo Hawk wherever you have Spotify. Yep. How much money has that song made somebody? A lot. Oh. A lot of money. That, yeah, it's funny. That's a good idea. Just take some stupid thing that people have been doing at camp 